0: Fans, and welcome back to episode 32 of I Saw the Beatles. Today's guest is Laura Wyszynski, who got to see the Beatles both times at Shea Stadium. So let's bring Laura on and hear what it was like to actually go there twice and be able to see the Fab Four. Hi, Laura. How are you?
1: Good. How are you? Thank you for having
0: Good. me. Oh, i I love talking to to all of you who got to see them. I mean, you know, I'll say it over and over again on my show that, you know, I was born in 64, so I didn't get the opportunity. So every time I get to hear one of these stories, I just, it, it it's just living it, you know, getting that close to having been there to a, something that we'll never, I'll never be able to experience that you got to experience. So uh, let's start right in on, you got to see twice? Right, both shows.
1: Twice, shows? twice. Yeah, 1965, I was 12 years old, and 1966, I was 13 years old.
0: 12, <gasps> 12
1: years old, wow. Mm-hmm. So, how did you get
0: yeah.
1: your tickets? Um, my sister probably got them for me. You know, my memory. You know, you now that you know I'm going to be 69 this weekend. Um, I, I, you know, my memory's going a little bit. Um, some of my memories, I, I I wonder, is it because I watched the video of Stray Stadium so many times, or mm-hmm. is some of my some of my memories real? You know, I know, I don't know how I got the tickets. I'll be honest. You know, my either my father mm-hmm. could have gotten mm-hmm. them for us, or my sister, mostly my sister. She's a little older, so okay. uh, she probably ordered them for us. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: so who did you go with?
1: Well, my sister. The first one, 65, I went with my sister, and 66, I went with my best friend.
0: Okay. Now, you're 12 years old. How old was your sister?
1: Uh, 15. So she's three years older than me.
0: Okay. How'd you get there?
1: Uh, my father drove us. He's um he was a New York City taxi driver, so you know he didn't mind driving us anywhere. So he could have <laughs> driven us and picked us up.
0: Taking the taxi.
1: Oh yeah, that's the only car he we had. <laughs> he took me oh, everywhere wow. in a taxi. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> I, if it was sixty, if it was sixty-five, it was probably the old Checker cabs.
0: Oh wow. T- t- um, so so, I'm, try- I'm trying to think. So, does he drive? Did he drive like a New York City cab driver? You know, well,
1: he he's a good driver, right? That's all I can say. <laughs> he got around know. and he knew how to get around. I don't I, – I, the way Cam drivers to drive today, probably not. <laughs> he okay. was a good driver. Yeah, I didn't know if it was different
0: back then. I don't know if they were a little gentler. <laughs> a yeah.
1: Little more easy. yeah.
0: Easy on that accelerator and brakes because they loved accelerator and brakes <laughs> in New York. <laughs> 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 you go for quite a ride in one of those cars. So – um you're twelve years old you you want your sister's fifteen, and so you know when you're twelve you know there's a there's a difference in being twelve and fifteen um you know twelve years you're still you're still a kid fifteen you're that you know you wanna be that grown up um, right right so you know did you get dressed up and did she get dressed up or were you did you just play the tag along kid or how did that you know
1: um, I mean, I I think I was wearing a skirt because mm-hmm. everybody wore skirts everywhere. I don't think we got dressed up per se. Well, maybe, because in skirts, if you wore a skirt. But you wore a skirt to school, so um, in those days you couldn't wear pants anywhere. So, I you know, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. I was dressed up. I just, you know, I think I just remember wearing a skirt. Mm-hmm. That I remember. A lot of girl,
0: yeah, a lot of girls talk about doing their hair because they knew they were just going to lock eyes with, their favorite beetle and be swept off their feet and taken away to Liverpool. Um, so I didn't think you know. so, and
1: I didn't think in those terms. <laughs>
0: okay, at this one, twelve years old. But did, did your sister? Do you remember whether or not your sister put a little extra mascara on, or you know, her bouffant was a Well, little she wore makeup anything?
1: all the time, so I can't say that um, it was more. Yeah, she she always wore makeup, so um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that it was any more. I mean she, you know, this remember in six my sister had already seen them before so I don't you know, her oh. her really feeling for that would have been different because she was already she already saw them in nineteen sixty four a few times, so um oh, wow. it would have been a little bit different for her experience.
0: Oh wow. Wow, and how not? you know, that was that was great of her to go you know, take her take her little sister. So, um so yeah, what was your what was your impression at twelve years old? I mean, you know, the screaming and the you know.
1: Well, I, what I do remember very vividly is we were fortunate enough to be sitting on the lower level of the lodge area, of lower mm-hmm. level, so in the yellow section, and we were able to get down to the to the edge, you know, so that mm-hmm. we could. You know, there was nobody in front of us, and mm-hmm. um, I remember that I was screaming, and, um, but when I stopped screaming to take a breath, I mm-hmm. couldn't hear anything but other people's screams. And I vividly remember that when I started to scream again, it seemed to block out other people's screams, and then I could hear the sense of the music coming through. Remember, the, 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 it was hard to hear anyway. Do I remember mm-hmm. if I actually heard what they were playing? I can't say that I can Remember mm-hmm. that, because like I said, you watch you watch the show, the video of Shea Stadium, and now all your memories. Oh, this is what happened. Is that what I saw then? Is that what I remember from them, or was it just from watching mm-hmm. the 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 movie so many times? So mm-hmm. that you know, what's what's real and what's you know what they have told you a hundred times over. You know, you, you don't know that at a, at a young age. Um, mm-hmm. But that that memory I remember very distinctly. I also mm-hmm. remember distinctly that. When I saw people running on the mm-hmm. field, that mm-hmm. I literally picked my leg up, tried mm-hmm. to climb over the gate, mm-hmm. saw the policeman running, and chickened out, and pulled my foot back went back in. <laughs> no. Those are the two very clear memories of what I did uh, for sixty five
0: what would your What would your sister have done? I mean, you know, if you had taken off in that field,
1: don't know. <laughs> So you didn't, you didn't I, consult
0: her before trying? No, when you didn't consult this. her.
1: Okay. Didn't uh-huh. consult her at all. I don't even remember if we talked about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder, I do wonder what would have happened if the field just suddenly got flooded with, did they, did wonder if the Beatles had a plan for if that happened.
1: Well, I mean, the cops were just collecting them, you know, if it was just mm-hmm. people were running on the field, the cops grabbed them, they carried them away, some fainted on the field, um, when they were being caught, you know, Paul would say boo, I mean, that's what I see from the video, you know, do I remember him doing, it? I think I do remember him saying that, you know, mm-hmm. like watching it or saying, I, I, whether it was boo or ah, I don't remember now, but, you know, him reacting to the fact that they were being caught, you know,
0: mm-hmm. Um
1: so they were far enough away. There's no way anybody was getting to them. There were too many cops. Mm-hmm. You, you weren't getting mm-hmm. there, there. You know the field was very big, and we were we were on by third base. So we were on Paul's side mm-hmm. on third so, base. So
0: uh, that 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 just you know it never it never occurred to me, you know all the concerts I've been to since you know in my years I I never considered you know taking off trying to to get to the stage. I think that's Probably still on my bucket list, but you know at fifty six. Who are you, who are you gonna go after? Right, right. <laughs> Nowadays,
1: you know, you're you're on you're sitting on the field, so we're running. You know they, you know, and you can see everything from the jumbo There was nothing to see, and there was hard to hear because they only use the speakers that mm-hmm. you have in stadiums. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just the the loudspeaker system where you hear the announcements really. Acoustics mm-hmm. are, were just, they don't, were non existent.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: um, probably people outside the stadium probably heard better than people inside, I would think. <laughs> um, but that was for 65. 66 was a little bit different in that, first of all, I wasn't, I was a little higher up. Right. But I have a very wonderful memory of that because we were um, above the. The dugout. So there was mm-hmm. a, a, a the section that was above the dugout, and we were standing in front of the dugout when the Beatles came in in the Wells Fargo truck. So they were transported in a Wells Fargo truck. Mm-hmm. Um, after they were, you know, so and and then they got out and walked into the dugout. And when they did, Paul looked straight up, and I I had eye contact with him. At least I felt it was eye contact, you know. Um, and sure, and he was well, where. I know, and he was wearing a blue and green jacket that he wore in 1968 when he came in with um, John Lennon to do the Apple uh-huh. thing, uh-huh. that jacket. I, to this day, that's all I see is that jacket and I, and those two colors together, the blue and the green, but and that was a you, very now, vivid moment. You would memory.
0: Think as much money as they made that in those two years the man would have found a new jacket.
1: <laughs> well, you know when they went, they, when the, when they did the opening of the premiere of Eight Days a Week, he was wearing his suit from a Hard Days Night premiere. Did you know that? You
0: know, <laughs> as I what, said, don't don't you think these men would have? I mean, can you imagine anyone in Hollywood in age were being seen in the same the same outfit? I mean, just no, but it, it's just not going to happen. But
1: right. They were very. They were just themselves. They were not, you know, trying to be anybody. But you know, natural uh-huh. themselves people.
0: Right. So it was his favorite you know, jacket. Well, we'll just say it was his favorite it,
1: jacket. Yeah, 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 it was. And I don't. He probably just doesn't. If he likes it, he doesn't get rid of it. Like I don't. i I've got clothes here. that I'm saying, why is this hanging in my closet for ten years? I'm never going to wear it again. Right. It was like, <laughs> but was because like you French. like it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <Blanky. laughs> it was like exactly. he took his summon his little blanket, took his jacket everywhere, you know. It was his little comfort jacket and stuff. Um, I know I know, I could say that. I had my own little blue blanket that I called my bee when I was
1: a little kid. But
0: anyway, um yeah, so so was the screaming the same?
1: Um, I it, think so. I, I don't remember having that same reaction of screaming and not hearing that I don't remember. The screaming was the same. Maybe mean, was uh-huh. still that was part of the norm uh-huh. um, of going to a Beatle concert, um, right? Did they? Uh,
0: why do I think? What concert? Wasn't it Chase Stadium, or am I thinking of some other place? The second year at Chase Stadium that the volume was up a little higher. For that one. The volume
1: were... was down at and, and '66, and the reason it was down is apparently tickets accidentally did not get sold. Um, oh. I think that the, the story was something about being sold for a reason and they just for some reason they didn't they got lost. Something happened to them and they just didn't sell them. So the volume was was down like if it was 56,000 people in 1965 it might have been um you know maybe 6 or 7,000 less something to that number. Uh, don't yeah, I don't quote me on know. that please because well, I I'd I have to really look that. it up.
0: Yeah, there's a story There's a story about uh, Sid Bernstein finding a shoebox full of tickets or something like that, stack of tickets and exactly. got misplaced exactly. someplace.
1: Exactly, um, right, right.
0: So so was 66 any different in terms of getting dressed up for you? I mean, did you once again think, you know?
1: I think I just dressed normally. I don't think I got dressed up. But I do remember this. I forgot about this. We had a sign that said, um, happy anniversary, uh, Cynthia and John, Sin, John and Sin. I think that's how we wrote it because it oh. was August twenty third, and that was their wedding anniversary.
0: Oh, so. and you know, you know, you know, as faithful and wonderful as John was,
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. It, was still, oh, it was still 1966, so okay, you know. Yeah, but it, it was, was their wedding anniversary. Yeah, well, I actually have sure, a, sure. a sign sitting here in my kitchen that's from the from the Shea Stadium concert. It was Tuesday, 7.30 p.m., August
0: 23rd. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he, he was grateful that you reminded him, actually.
1: <laughs> I, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Oh, <laughs> I don't that, remember if he made a comment or not. I can tell you that much. I don't remember. I don't even after the sixty six for some reason I don't remember. like again, I probably don't remember as much from the concert itself because it's not on video. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I was still only thirteen. It's still a lot of years ago, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, yeah, it happens when you age a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. We're we're all getting we're all getting there. Um, so are you one of those that have followed you know followed the Beatles the uh, um you know their solo accents. Have you been to see, you know, uh Ringo or Paul or, you know, Well, I've
1: seen Paul it? several times. Um uh-huh. I mean part of part of my history is that I actually worked at Apple Records um for the fan club for about four or five years. Oh, so wow. um yeah, I um that I think from sixty I was trying to figure out my dates here. Um uh-huh. sixty eight I think. Then there was a mm-hmm. break and then I was back in sixty nine. Uh, when it was still un- – when- originally when it was still under Nat Weiss and Emperor mm-hmm. artist, and then under Alan Klein um, from – well, yeah, 69. It had to be 69 because I already knew May at 69, so it had to be then from 69 mm-hmm. until 72. I was engaged in 71, and I was already engaged when I – I'm trying to get my dates so they closed <laughs> up, and that's yeah, when yeah, I, I- – okay.
0: We all associate it with other events, you know? When would I Exactly,
1: do it? Well, exactly. So so I followed, you know, obviously I followed him. of course I got to see a Bangladesh. I was third row at the concert for oh. Bangladesh. And that was with my husband, you know, my fiance at the time. Um mm-hmm. I had to stand on my on the chair at Madison Square Garden to see Ringo because the the all the equipment was in the way.
0: Um mm-hmm.
1: but um so, I was fortunate enough to see that um to see him there. I also saw George uh, live on um the um, so i oh, really? I was there yeah um and, how, Ringo how did and go?
0: because isn't that the isn't that the show where he went on to interview and then after a while, somebody walked up behind him and handed him a guitar, and they just hoped that he was going to play. I was never said that he would play the play during that show.
1: Was yeah, that I that, that that yeah, I I I think so. I I think so. I'm trying. You know, it's I all I remember. No, no, because he played first. He okay. was actually playing. Yeah, he that he came on playing like, like, like he just played and then he was interviewed. So um, mm-hmm. that 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 part I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, when I was with. <laughs> Um. Well, that's another story. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> no, that's you know. Uh, so, uh, so I saw George there. Um, now, how did you then, get tickets to get there? Well, because I worked at the at the I worked I worked for, for the, the Apple, fan club for the
0: for the fan club. Now, did you ever get to meet any of them? Because I know there's some yes. that.
1: Yes, Absolutely. I met. I actually Paul. I met on my own. Paul, you know, at the time, Paul never the first. The first person I met was Mal Evans and Mary Hopkins.
0: They okay. came up.
1: I remember meeting Mal, Mal Evans. Then, um, then, then after that, we were at. Uh, I never met the Beatles when I worked under Nat Weiss, but when we were at Alan Klein's, um, I met George Ringo, and I think Ringo was the first one. He came to visit the fan club and say hi. So that was a very you know nice experience.
0: And this is in
1: New York. Um, this is in New York, okay. 1700 Broadway, right across the street from. Um, no, 1501. Seven, okay, we were across the street from the Ed Sullivan Theater. Oh, okay. 1700 Broadway, okay. right across the street from the Ed Sullivan Theater. Um, so Ringo came up. Uh, George came up. Well, let's say John first. No, I don't know which one first. <laughs> I met them both. Jo- when Ringo, when George came in. I was the assistant director at that point, and I was very nervous, and I was told that I was just, my face, I just sat there. I wouldn't say anything. I was afraid to say anything. He came in. He had a whole conversation with my boss. We're talking. He's looking. He's talking. He's being very nice. I'm not saying a word. I'm very nervous. I'm just a very nervous person. I didn't know what to say.
0: <laughs>
1: he mentioned the name of someone who I used to work with at that and when he mentioned the guy's name, apparently I, I was had a crush on him, and my face turned white or gray (laughs) and then when it passed and then i came back to normal but i didn't say anything to him i got dressed up i I remember that i was dressed up knowing that george was coming and i Mm -hmm. was dressed very special but that was it and then a few months later when i became the director and my boss had left and i moved up in position he came in to see her and he came walking into my office looking for her, and then we, had, we spoke for a few minutes, and that was that. But that was mm-hmm. all that t- whole time during you know, the Bangladesh period all, all that time. And so working mm-hmm. there, you got the tickets for Bangladesh. We gave he was doing the show um, you know, on De Um And a nice interesting story about Mal Evans is that this is about three years later that I had mm-hmm. met him with Mary Hopkins. And I'm online at the Dick Havit show, waiting to get in. And he's walking around, and I say, "Hi, Mal." I said, "You probably don't remember me." And he said, Mm -hmm. "Yes, I do. You worked for Nat Weiss. and I was 25 pounds lighter then than I was when he first met me."
0: Oh wow! So he's that was like the shock of a
1: lifetime, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, It's unusual when you find someone who who just they just do that. They just always remember everybody they meet. And uh, it's it's astonishing, and it's always so flattering to have mm-hmm. happen. Now, you met – did you ever meet John? You said you did meet
1: John? John, yes, yes. yes. But I have one more George story, if that's okay. Okay, that's um,
0: absolutely okay. Go yeah.
1: ahead. George I, – well, I got to see the premiere of Blind Man. The Ringo movie was where he met Barbara Box. Caveman. Caveman or Blind caveman. Man? Mm-hmm. Caveman. <laughs> caveman. And it was a pre- a preview and everybody was in the, or, you know, sitting in the audience. I was sitting there again. My husband was with me, and we were told that we needed to sit on the floor in the front because they needed some seats for the bigwigs. Some, well, no, for some older people. I think they said something like that. So we mm-hmm. sat on the floor right in front, leaning against the door. And actually, class woman was across from us, and some mm-hmm. some other people were there. And my husband's leaning on the door and I'm kinda of leaning against him. Mm-hmm. The door opens and my husband falls flat on his face and he looks up and George is standing there and he goes, Is this the place? And my husband got to yeah, his favorite story told him to the where'd he go. And the seats were for him. That's why we were sitting on the floor because <laughs> we needed to have seats for him when he came in.
0: <laughs>
1: so that my husband always talked about that. That was his favorite story of all time. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that was those are my George stories. Um, John was different. John, I he was always in the office visiting with Alan Klein, and I never got to see him. I would go downstairs for lunch, and I'd find all my what I call my beetle pals downstairs in the lobby, and I'd say, "Well, if they're downstairs in the lobby, George's John is upstairs." Yeah, mm-hmm. obvious because. I was, we worked on the 40th floor, and Alan Klein was on the 41st floor. Mm-hmm. So we made arrangements with the receptionists from each floor for one to notify the other that John was leaving and getting in the elevator.
0: Ah. So we
1: found that out. We got the elevator, but, um, and he, John and Yoko was in the elevator, and we'd go down. It's just us. And we introduced ourselves, and we said, "We're, you know, we're at work at the fan club. Could, you know, he should come down and visit and meet the, the clerk, you know, clerical staff." He said he would, and two, three days later, he walked right into my office, and they both walked in, and he said, "What can I?" I remember him saying, "What can I do to help the fan club?" And we were running some sort of a membership drive, and I asked do some t-shirts sign some t-shirts so we could give them out as prizes to the area secretaries of the area you know and the chapter presidents whoever brought in the most membership would win this t-shirt
0: mm-hmm. and he
1: did it we got it it was sent over to us i was told by some other people that occasionally at some party or whatever he would ask about house Laura and the fan club but that was the only time i met him but he did remember my name and also I don't know if I ever got into this book, but John gave Yoko a birthday of album of pictures of everyone she's met wearing a Yoko Ono T-shirt. <laughs> Somebody came down and took pictures of me. I have the pictures. Did I ever get into the book? Don't know, but the pictures were taken. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So
1: uh, and, and for Paul, that was not through the fan club or anything because um he never came up you know because he never came up to, uh, up, uh, to so he never went there so we kind of like when he first got married to linda eastman we were outside the, the his apartment building and we met him there and um so that's where we met him there and i got his autograph and did all those you know foolish you know things that kids do, gave him a kiss, gave him a pin that said to know me is to love me, that kind of foolishness. Um, and then another time with the with woman who eventually became, my, married my husband's cousin, um, he was recording for Ram, and he was at Record Plant, and we knew about it, and we decided we were going to go hang out during our lunch hour. And we're in the building, and he walks in with Linda and Heather and Mary, Mary, in his coat, just like he has on the cover of the McCartney album. Mm -hmm. And we're both standing there saying, should we say something? We were afraid to say we work for Alan Klein because we thought he might punch us. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) So we didn't want to say anything.
1: Knowing him now, knowing him now, I know that would Mm -hmm. never have happened. But at that Mm -hmm. point, I didn't know how we would react. So we stood there. Should we? Should we say something? Shouldn't we say something? Of course, we didn't say anything. He walked by us when the elevator went up. I regret it yeah. to this day, but that's, that was me, you know? Yeah, I get it. I, if we, could,
0: if we could sit here and go through the what ifs. What if right. he said it, you know, and he probably would have said something to the effect of, I'm sorry to hear that. You know? Right, I right, right. I'm sorry to hear that, you know? But what I probably I would have said
1: I worked. Well, she worked She worked, worked more closely. with on the. Uh, she wasn't in the fan club part. She was more in the business end, you know, whatever department she worked in. You know, I I was I wasn't working directly for him, but I was because he, you know, he was in charge. I couldn't do a lot of things that I wanted to do because he didn't want the fan club to 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 expand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and he's the one that said goodbye, fan club closed. So, you know, he was technically my boss, but I didn't really work with him. I didn't really see him on a day to day basis. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well,
0: Laura, your your stories were amazing, absolutely amazing, even, you know, and the fact that you got to meet each one of them individually, too. I got to ask, which one's your favorite?
1: Paul, of course. Paul? <laughs> Always
0: even, just, even Yeah, even meeting them, you thought you still – Paul was –
1: um, well, because I only met them really briefly, you know. George was very, you know. I think George was a very, very nice, but I think you have to get to know him a little bit. He's a, he's mm-hmm. not as open. John was a little bit more open. Paul was mm-hmm. just a sweet, you know. I mean, as an individual person, I probably liked them all. You know, they're all very. Bingo right. was extremely cordial. He was like so. He was he was going through all the the paperwork to see what is what does the fan club do. You know, and he came, and he met. He came to us, and he knew we were fans, and he treated it as such. You know. Okay. Now,
0: Uh, now at the premiere, was he at that premiere that you were at? uh, No. Okay, man. Okay. No, he wasn't. I was going to ask you who he brought.
1: It wasn't really a premiere; it was more of a preview.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And George was at the preview. Yes, because he was in town.
1: He was in town, so he came to see it
0: nice of him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was great <laughs> it was great talking with you and I I, I love your stories and thank you so thank much you. for taking the time out of your day to uh to share them with us. And
1: I've... thank
0: Go ahead Thank you.
1: I appreciate you asking asking me. I appreciate it very much. It was fun.
0: Oh I'm sure everybody everybody's gonna love the stories. And thank you, Beatles fans, for tuning in for another episode and please come back next week with when we have another guest. Good night.